welcome to Not For Girls, a podcast by two women fighting gender stereotypes, talking about life, the holidays, and everything in between. Hello, I'm Leah. Hello, I'm Nikki. <laughs> so much louder than I wanted it to be and it wasn't in the right spot <laughs> so lovely little bit of uh, festive cheer but there it was awful. blasting down your microphone it was, I love it that it was so loud and it wasn't in the right spot um hello I'm Nikki <laughs> <laughs> And as you've probably already gathered, we have got a festive holiday special episode um, for you uh, this week. So, yay! How exciting. <laughs> um, how are you doing, Nikki? Are you feeling festive? I am, yeah. I'm I'm feeling all right. Obviously, no, nothing much has changed. But I think that I'm feeling somewhat in the festive spirit. And I think I have been getting in the festive spirit. I was one of those ones that put up their Christmas tree a little bit earlier than I would normally just because I feel like it's nice to have some comfort now with the year that's just happened. I feel like normally I haven't been into Christmas the last few years just from stuff that sort of like happened, not not been good times. But this year I was like, do you know what? Fuck it. It's been a shit year, but let's have some, some mulled wine. Let's feel a little bit festive and just have a distraction, a distraction from the carnage that has been 2020 and just feel and be within something that is familiar and nice. And I'm like... Do you know what? I I think that's actually just a nice thing to do. Um, yeah, so, yeah. How, totally. how about you? Yeah, um, same really. I've, I found it a little bit difficult to get into the the festive spirit this year, and I've I've heard a lot of people say the same thing. It's a, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because I totally agree with what you're saying, and I feel like a lot of people can identify with the fact that 2020 has been so tumultuous, and so to get to this point where we can actually, uh, you know, celebrate and appreciate what we have, and kind of come together and be very generous in spirit which you know things that people associate with this time of year um is really really needed after the horrible year that we've had um however it's kind of like a double-edged sword because it's also so much harder after this whole year that we've had to get into that cheery happy uh you know mindset um yeah so it's 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 a tricky one but we I don't think um we like have had a tree ever I have like a tiny little potted plant which always inevitably dies by like the 5th of January um but I'm I'm gonna try and be better at keeping house plants so that I can just you know spruce up the place and make it feel a bit festive because that is one of the traditions that I really like is kind of having like bringing a bit of nature inside um And it just looking really pretty. I love fairy lights. I have fairy lights all over my house, which you know. <laughs> mm, yeah. My my tree is, is plastic and, and not living. But I agree. It's nice to, to have a real Christmas tree inside. I wanted a real Christmas tree, but my partner was like, no. Um, because one, it's expensive to buy it a real tree. It is so expensive. Two, it's messy. And when we already had access to one that's not real, it was kind of like, well, why? So yeah. I'm I'm with it. I get it now. But I do love having a Christmas tree in the house. I love the smell of real Christmas trees. Oh, yeah. um, it is really really nice. But yeah, they're they're a bit effort to be honest. Yeah, completely. And and it's a real different uh, celebration this year as well. Obviously, with like the social distancing and stuff. Um, I know it's so funny because I saw my grandparents last year, and uh, my gran like passed around a, a bunch of drinks for everybody to toast with, and she forgot her toast, and then she she remembered it. Bless her. <laughs> She's a little bit scatty, and she sort of 
raised her glass and said, peace and plenty for 2020. <laughs> but sadly, um, there wasn't that much peace. And the, pl- the plenty referred to, yeah, just absolute sheer carnage. Um, so, um, plenty of stress. Yeah. yeah, sadly, it was didn't turn out the way it was intended. Um, but yes, yeah, so, and this year... Um, I, I'm, I'm not seeing any of my family. Um, we have the option to, obviously lockdown is lifted, uh, you know, for a few days, but because me and my partner don't drive we we would have to take public transport somewhere and we're real cautious. That would be like such an increased risk. So, um, so yeah, we're kind of just having a completely new Christmas tradition this year, which is nice in and of itself. Um, actually not traveling kind of saves a little bit of stress and expense. So I, I'm not hating it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a different one this year. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people will experience the same thing of like this year's Christmas is not going to be anything similar to, to what it was before. And, and I think, it's just yeah it's a weird time it's gonna be a weird christmas it's gonna be it's a year to remember and it's a christmas to remember because i mean well no one really wants to remember it but we will (laughs) yeah we will it's one for the history books that's for sure exactly yeah it's it's a strange one and and hopefully today we can i don't know bring some joy to people yeah absolutely hopefully and uh, I, I guess we can kind of get into it with uh, with sort of speaking about maybe like when we were kids, what it was like growing up. But so before we do start, I would like to mention that obviously we are going to be talking from our personal experience and, and our lives and in our sort of society and culture. Not everyone in the UK, but I think a large majority do celebrate Christmas. Um, obviously, there's other holidays and traditions and, and things like that. But we sort of primarily grew up with... Oh, thank you, motorbike man outside. Yeah, I just um, heard that. <laughs> with uh, with Christmas. And so obviously we will speak about more Christmas in regards to a holiday. But obviously when we talk about the festive season and the holidays, we are trying to encompass all of them. But we can only speak about what we know. And, and that is obviously a large portion of what we grew up with. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like certainly for myself, I know I've, I've talked about kind of uh, like growing up um, in a really Christian household. So Christmas was the big holiday and it, it was for religious reasons. It always involved like, you know, going to church and stuff. It was very, very much like a religious tradition rather than like the... Um, you know, just the the buying stuff tradition, which I guess is kind of culturally what it's become. Um, but yeah, certainly from my own lived experience, it was really, um, yeah, reflective of like the re- religion that I grew up in. And, you know, personally, I also just want to say, like, I completely understand, like, obviously we're talking about being able to travel over Christmas. Um, but I also kind of just thought it would be really important to acknowledge that for Eid and Rosh Hashanah, the the lockdown was not broken for these holidays um due to covid and the lockdown but obviously christmas is kind of going ahead and the government here in the uk have said yeah you can travel you can form a little kind of celebration bubble over this time um and even that like you know has has got i guess a questionable prognosis in terms of you know the number of cases that could rise out of that and i get that it's controversial i get that it's dicey i'm not gonna like comment on that um Mm. but yeah just really felt like it was important to acknowledge that like yeah yeah, there is you know controversy about this and we do recognize that for sure um so so going back to that what was it like for you growing up sort of in the holidays celebrating christmas and uh yeah how how do you feel about it sort of now in comparison to how you did when you were younger 
Um, yeah, I, that's a great question. So from a religious standpoint, we um, always, always went to church every single year. So growing up when I was in primary school, I remember we would get up, like me and my brother and my sister, like we would we would wake up maybe about 5 or 6 a.m. Christmas morning um, to two very exhausted parents <laughs> who'd been like wrapping up stuff that we needed but wasn't like really a gift, things like a Disney toothbrush or like, you know, Matey bubble bath, which like was stuff that we had, stuff that we, we like needed and used, but because there was three of us and, you know, they didn't have like money to burn or whatever, you know, we weren't like re really, really hard up, but we weren't like living in luxury either um so yeah they would just kind of wrap up things that we needed but we, like I, I only know about that now really since my mum's talked about it I was always so excited to get like a new you know like Pocahontas you know towel or something like that <laughs> for like you know having a bath or whatever um yeah. and yeah we would get up really really early uh we would be allowed like nice Christmassy food for breakfast sometimes it would be stolen uh sometimes it would be like uh uh, croissant, hot chocolate, something like that. <laughs> that sounds like the most like high class family. Hello, Leah. Morning. Good morning, Leah. Would you like some Stalin or a croissant? I would just have Cocoa Pops. <laughs> have you met my mum? Because that is basically how no. she talks. <laughs> Bless her. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's very much it. And then straight off to, ch to church. So we would be allowed stocking presents in the morning, which was like just novelty, like, yeah, toothbrushes and that kind of thing, chocolate coins, that sort of stuff. Um, then off to church and then back for like roast lunch and presents, um, tree presents rather than stocking presents. And again, like just whatever, whatever we could get like that year that was, you know, the popular toy or whatever. Uh, and then later, once we kind of got a little bit older and could stay up a little bit later past bedtime, we kind of switched up our traditions and had like more of a bigger meal on Christmas Eve and then would go to midnight mass um, church service uh, and then would have like one present before bed and then wake up in the morning and just do gifts and food, but not do a big roast dinner because we would have that on Christmas Eve instead, which I kind of preferred that way of doing it because... I don't know, like, yeah. well, we were older, know. so I guess it kind of, like, suited us yeah. more staying up later. I suppose. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. I People that people that say that they have, like, Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve, I'm like, nope, nope. I don't know, I just can't vibe with it. I can't, it weirds me out. So what were your traditions growing up? Um, So I grew up in a very, like, kind of opposite uh, to yours, I guess, like a very non-religious household. Um, there, there was never like any real kind of religious aspects on either one of my grandparents' sides, uh, especially not within within my actual household. It was similar in the sense that we'd wake up super early. Um, and I remember like on Christmas Eve and stuff, we'd just be like watching TV, like some Wallace and Gromit, like Christmas Carol. Oh, yes. And my parents would put like all the presents underneath the tree. And because there was three of us, normally the presents would be like going out the door. And we weren't a rich family either. Like we were very much like... I don't know what you would class us within, but my, you know, my parents would work a lot and, and uh, just to sort of be able to give us a good Christmas. And I know my brother suffered a bit more than we did because he was like the firstborn and apparently didn't have very much money then. But I think by the time I was born, I was like, this is a luxury. Um, <laughs> got like your presents and stuff. But yeah, and I go to bed and, uh, and I, unfortunately I found out that, that Santa wasn't real very early on in my life oh my god spoiler alert everybody spoiler alert for christmas <laughs> i don't i don't know if they have many children listening so i think we should be okay yeah we probably oh, will unless be. you're playing on loudspeaker in which case i'm sorry 
I'll put a little, oh, what I'll do, or what we'll try and do is I'll put a little, we'll put a little audio bit before I say that, where it goes, caution, Christmas spoiler warning for children. Uh, there you go, Lee, you can clip that. And or you could just before. put it in the show notes. <laughs> True, you could do that. Um, yeah, I remember like my brother told me when I was really young. And so I, even when my dad was going downstairs and like biting a bite out of a carrot and putting a half eaten mince pie on the table for us to see in the morning, I was very much like, dad. I know. So how did you find out? Did your older siblings spoil it, spoil it for you? Yeah, my you? brother probably just told me. Like, that was very much his vibe. So this was <laughs> the same way I found out as well. So, uh, yeah, what my brother found out. I don't know if he, like, saw saw my dad sneak in or if one of his friends told him. Um, but I remember hearing that, like, they'd pulled him aside and said do not tell your sister okay we want her to enjoy it and we don't want it to be spoiled um so just play along okay yeah okay and uh he comes straight into the the room which we shared shared a bedroom um being that young i think i was genuinely about four or five years old i was really 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 young and uh and he came in and went you know it's dad so what yeah i think i had something similar yeah <laughs> broke yeah. my heart honestly i was so devastated and I, I remember running into my parents room and going is it true is it you and not father oh. christmas and, and my dad just absolutely stared daggers at my brother and was like we told you not to tell your sister <laughs> Yeah, I my brother definitely. It's like sort of brothers, isn't it? Yeah, older brothers um, ruining it for the rest of us. <laughs> I I don't think I was bothered. I think I might have already sussed it, but then I was very much. I mean, I'm probably very much like I am now, where I was just like, ha, I already knew that. Yeah, science tells me that this is improbable. We don't even have a chimney. <laughs> you Mother, know, looking like, at the circumference of the earth and speed equals distance over time, it is cut impossible for a flying sleigh to make it around all the children's houses before yeah, daytime that is my scientific conclusion good day i i think i was a little bit like um do you remember that show i know it's like a bbc show so not everyone will know what we're talking about with with three kids and the parents and it was a comedy show and there was a little girl called karen oh yes um outnumbered Yes, that was a little bit like me, but she was a bit more intelligent than I was. But that was probably a very to what I precocious like. child. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know that that would happen. Anyway, we wake up really early, like super super early. Like well, I would, they wouldn't. So I remember my parents would obviously have to suffer this. Yeah. Um, I remember they put presents on the end of our bed um, while we were like when we were asleep. Probably when they went to bed. I think they were probably going to bed like 1am or something. Um, they put the presents on the end of our bed so that we would wake up in the morning and see them and open them. They were like prezzy bed or bed prezzies whatever and um the funniest story my dad always tells me was how um him and my mum had had some like some festive alcoholic drinks when we were in bed asleep you know we'd gone to bed the night before christmas and my dad was like being all stealthy and he was being all sneaky he put put the presents on the end of all our beds i should have room with my sister Anna, and he was like, right, done, sorted, let's go to bed. And just as he was coming out of the toilet, just about to go to bed, it was probably about 3am, he said, I think, by the time he was actually going to bed, which is rough. I appreciate Oof, yeah. you, Dad, for actually doing that. Um, he just hears, like, this rustling. And, uh, and he walks into, into the bedroom, and I'm just sat up, just opening the presents at 3am. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? Like, these were for Christmas. And I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. There were presents in my bed. I woke up. I'm opening them. Oh, I like, literally, I love that. 
Anyway, but normal tradition is we probably wake up super early. I think we'd go jump on, on our, my parents' beds and be like, wake up, it's Christmas. And we'd all go downstairs half asleep and we open the presents like literally before the crack of dawn, which is something that I always find interesting when people say that they, they some families wouldn't have the presents till after the, the Christmas dinner. But no, we were like, and I'm we're still the same now. As soon as you wake up, as soon as you can see, open the presents. Um, and I love that. I don't know what it is about waking up and opening presents that just makes you feel so happy inside but yeah we'd open all the presents and it would be really exciting and a lot of the time like yeah as you said a lot of them be like things that you need and being a sister I don't know if you had this as well but I would always get like the same present as my sister like almost identical songs but like a different color this is something that uh, began to like really frustrate me like during childhood uh, and I see it happen to like my nephews and stuff now where they all get given the same like t-shirt or something just in their own individual sizes and I remember when that happened for me and my sister and we'd get the exact same thing like it would get to the point where we'd have to open certain presents at the same time because I'd just have the exact same version of something she had and like vice versa obviously Uh, it's just I get it I get why people do it but it just is so unimaginative and actually like we're very very different people with like massively different interests so um yeah like it's I don't know it's it's not the most personal. I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth or anything. It just was no. like not the most personal um, thing that we could I always just... use. It would just be like, oh, we match. <laughs> Thanks. I just find it funny now. My mum still does it. Like she'll buy us like socks that are like a little bit different, but the same. Um, but we just, it's just funny now. It's like, I don't mind. Yeah, it was just, it's just one of those things that's like always happens. But um, yeah, and so we'd, we'd open our presents and then we'd probably have like, we'd either go to my grandparents, either one of them on Christmas day for lunch or they'd come to us. Like the grandparents were always involved, um, always. And, and it was always very different times to different, you know, grandparents. But, and, and that was it really. I, and I would never, I've never been to church on Christmas or any kind of thing, you know, I, effectively I, I just, yeah, I, I don't associate Christmas with, with religion, which I know is a, a strange thing because it's kind of... I thought you were going to say, of... which I know is a sin, which just would have really made me laugh, sorry. <laughs> it's a sin, no, it's, a, it's, you know, I know that Christmas is a, is a big part of Christianity and, and, and things like that. But actually, to be honest with you, we're going to get into it a little bit later and see that it, it doesn't. It kind of has a weird... Christmas has a weird beginning, um, but obviously, like, there is things to do with it and blah, 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 blah Jesus Christ and stuff. But yeah, I just, I didn't really, didn't really experience that. I just, for me, Christmas was all about like family, food and and presents and just having a really nice time. Like I just remember some of the best moments with my family I, I had around Christmas. You know, we'd, we'd very much play, like me and my close family, like me and my brother and my mum and my dad and my sister would, would um, we'd play video games. Like we, we were oh, a very big gaming lovely. family. My mum loves Tomb Raider. I remember when Tomb Raider 1 came out, like, we'd all sit around it. We'd sit around uh, Resident Evil, Silent Hill. Maybe not so festive. But we just loved it. We loved playing, all playing games together. And my actual, a lot of my grandparents weren't, um, you know, they, they were similar, actually. My my nan, pirate nan, loves video games. I used to play a lot of games well, there. naturally, and... she is a pirate nan. She's right, badass. Exactly. Love it. Yeah, so so Christmas, yeah, it was just, it's about family and togetherness and just, and just kind of showing that you care and and I think it's okay that you know it doesn't have to necessarily have any other implication than that for me anyway absolutely like it's really funny um like I'm gonna like get a bit serious for a second and then I'm gonna like just continue being complete goofball um but it really 
it really interested me kind of looking into it this this year because like I said I, I don't consider myself religious anymore and it's not massively important to me to kind of uphold any one particular tradition um I kind of feel a little bit more like well I'll take it or leave it at this point um which is really strange because like growing up with so many traditions, uh, I don't know, it's like maybe it is the religious connotation for me, which kind of has made me genuinely qu question like, well, what is the point of tradition? Like, surely if you're just, you know, um, yeah, spending time with your family and like enjoying the bank holidays or whatever, then that's that's the most important thing. Um, so I think that basically I've just become such a goddamn rebel <laughs> that Che Guevara would be proud <laughs> and um, yeah I'm just a revolutionary tearing down all the Christmas tradition and structures but um but yeah I kind of looked into like well why do we have tradition and I don't just mean the traditions of Christmas but in general traditions why culturally is it so important for all human beings wherever we grow up whatever traditions we celebrate whatever whatever we have why are these why are traditions so important and really, it is it is that it's to bond with uh, people in your family uh, and to instill strong values uh, into sort of the next generation as well. Uh, and I think actually looking back that I did get that from Christmas, like we always were kind of told about that it was the season of giving. That was like the very strong religious message that we got. And um, there was always I remember huge charity drives this time of year where people would like um, do donations. And that's um, where the tradition of Boxing Day actually comes from. Um, it's like boxing up your leftovers to take to um, the less fortunate, which wealthier families would do back like back in the day. Um, a lot of this comes from like the Victorian traditions, which thanks to the royal family we've kind of borrowed from germanic traditions um so the history really interested me but um but yeah so i guess like you said ultimately it just comes back to like our values um but i don't feel like i think because this year is so different i don't feel like i need the traditions to have the values i feel like i'll just have the yeah. values because they they are what I believe in <laughs> I and like I, family and closeness and generosity and it doesn't mean that I need a tree in my house or you know a particular roast dish or uh, you know I, do you know do you know what I mean I, th I think it's yeah to me I think personally traditions are what you make them like yeah whether your tradition as a family and something that you enjoy is going to church christmas eve or whenever it is that you go and that brings you joy and you love it then like good on you like have that tradition that's cool you might have a tradition where, I don't know, you play video games with your family on Christmas Day yeah. and then play some Mario Party and want to kill each other. Or a, a tradition that we still seem to have now, which is probably just a very similar one, which is one about my mum's when we wake up in the morning, we all have like Bucks Fizz and stuff and have some alcohol at like 7am. Oh yeah, it's, it's really the one nice. day of the year where it's acceptable. You wake up and you crack yeah. open the booze. <laughs> which is can be a tradition. Getting absolutely smashed off your face on Christmas Day, that can be a tradition. Like a tradition is whatever you want to make it. Mm. Um, as long as you're enjoying yourself and getting something good out of it. If you know, if you don't want to have to slave over a massive Christmas dinner on Christmas Day and have like a curry on Christmas Day, that can be a tradition. Like there's no, there's no need to keep doing it if you don't want to. Just, just let, just you do you. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. 100% and and that really actually puts me in mind um, of like one of my friends who uh, she came out as transgender a few years ago and has, and has been living and you know talking really openly about her transition since then um, and she doesn't see her mum anymore her mum's like mm -hmm. not happy and not accepting of 
who you know who her, her now daughter is she says that it's still her son or she doesn't see her yeah. as female um thankfully um she, the, the the woman i'm referring to I, I won't say her name it's not up to me to like breach her privacy or anything but she has a, um, a daughter who is really accepting is really loving and can share um traditions with her uh, which is really really lovely and that's kind of that's what i mean when i say about old traditions like not necessarily being the most important thing to stick mm -hmm. to and the traditions that you do have are just more reflective of your values and i think that you know if, it, if we're talking about the season of giving then that like at the core of it is what it is it's it's giving your time giving your love and giving your appreciation for the people who are in your life the people who love you the people who accept you um and for, that's not going to be the same you know it's not going to be parents in everybody's case or you know and yeah. Um, yeah people who uh i, I guess yes yeah, stereotypically people might have grown up with uh or whatever but um but yeah i think uh absolutely if if this year has proven anything uh it's that we can write new traditions and we can keep those values and we can celebrate with what we do have um and just be yeah. appreciative of that um and not kind of uh, carry any any pressure to do traditions that actually don't serve us or don't serve our happiness mm. anymore I guess and I think that's incredibly important um, with this year especially because I think it's made everyone realize what's important and I hope a lot of people will appreciate each other and and really not take it for granted because obviously it's been a horrendous year and lots of people have been lost and I think if anything, you know, presents aren't particularly aren't an important part of Christmas, but appreciating each other is. And, yeah. you know, it's like for me, I, you know, I am hoping to visit um, some family. I would do it as carefully as I possibly can. We are allowed to in the UK. I think it's between the 23rd and the 27th. Yeah. And um, and, and just even just being able to see them is something which we, you know, I think we all take for granted um, especially before this year you know you know like it was always for me I was always stressed about having to get people presents and always stressed about present giving and and now at this point I'm like do you know what I'm like don't get me anything like I just want to see you like yeah. that's kind of how I feel about it and I think it's it's not that I was an asshole before and that wasn't something in my mind but it has taken this kind of year to make me really understand what's important yeah absolutely and you know I, I think that's a really uh you know kind of common refrain almost isn't it about how not knowing what you've got till it's gone and actually mm -hmm. um yeah i mean i'm sure that like economically people like it's good for the economy like people are buying stuff like black friday and cyber monday and things were like absolutely everywhere still <laughs> um and like i'm no exception i talked about this recently though so sad that like i i looked uh, at loads of different places on black friday and cyber monday to try and get like eco-friendly sustainable um gifts uh, that i could get for people um yeah. but i like this year has been like so hard economically anyway and that like shopping with ethics is so expensive um, so I'm kind of in a situation where I'm like, I either have to get people either nothing, I have to invent something that I could create for, as a gift, <laughs> or I have to get like, you know, go down the kind of Amazon eBay route, which like ethically, you know, I don't think is, is the best choice. I would rather not like, you know, have to sh shop there if I could help it. But, um, it's a really tough one, isn't it? Having ethics is quite important, uh, uh, quite expensive. Sorry. It's almost like 
an almost quite like middle class luxury to be like, oh, I, I don't, I only shop, you know, organic, sustainable. Well, okay, when it I've is, when yeah. I've got like li- literal pounds and pennies <laughs> to like last me the rest of the month, um, that's going to be a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, it is tough. I know what you mean. Like I'm trying to think of things that I can do, and you know, normally when I'm when I'd be trying to do good things like that, I would often like bake and things, but. Now sending food to people in the post, I don't think, well, sending food in the post, anyway, I've never done. Normally I would just see them and I would give them like things. But now I'm like, well, I don't really want to bake cookies and send them to my to my nan in the post just in case, you know, like that right. corona infected and I'm just sending her a box of death. Like, well, also, you know. it would just turn up as just a box of crumbs, death crumbs. Well, exactly. Because, yeah, trying to travel <laughs> like perishable food like that. Oof, yeah, that's, that's not yeah. going to travel that easy. <laughs> I know so who knows but I'm sure some of you may have some ideas if you do let us know we'd love to know some of your like tips of what to kind of give to family members that that don't put you out of pocket but are also like ethically um good for the planet and and not you know for sure um so do you feel that like um there's a gender um expectation uh for, for you or at all um over over festive time of year I don't for me now I do feel like back in the day when I was younger it was always kind of a stereotype of oh like my grandma like cooks like the woman cooks like the Christmas dinner and the woman kind of handles all of like the Christmas food and stuff and and while like the men just kind of sit around and drink (laughs) um but I do feel like that my family kind of challenged that a lot because my dad loves cooking so my dad always like did a lot of the Christmas um dinners and stuff like that and and uh admittedly like I don't think that my granddad's cooked that much but I as I said as I think the world progresses I think that we're, we're losing a little bit of of that kind of stereotype of the woman the woman has to like control Christmas I'd hope obviously I'm speaking from my own experience there may still be unfortunately some like stereotype of that but um that's something that I'd say that is like somewhat prevalent maybe still a little bit yeah and apart from that the only thing I would say as well um in the sort of like gender discussion is is things like gendered gifts um and the fact that like a lot of the time if you go into like some places to buy presents for people there's always this real kind of stiff contrast between like the male and female gifts you know like women want bath soaps and men (laughs) want like tools and like um and things like that which I still think is really silly 100% that's literally exactly what I found when I tried to do the whole like organic ethical you know middle class shopping on Black Friday and stuff uh, and I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll look for, for gifts for everybody. And there wasn't anything that I could personalize because I was thinking things like, you know, a nice photo frame or, you know, uh, I, I don't know, like something for the home that like you could personalize or like put a nice uh, sentiment to. But it was literally like a box of organic bath salts, um, you know, in like a little basket hamper type thingy where you get like a bath bomb and some some soap and, you know, all that sort of shit. And then, um, yeah, like craft beers under like gifts for men. And I'm like, why is this a thing? Why do we do this? Like, I know plenty of women who would far prefer the beer to the bath salts and men who would prefer like a lovely, relaxing, you know, um, treat, (laughs) like, you know, bath pampering session. Like, it's true though. It always says gifts for her, gifts for him, doesn't it? Online and stuff, like whenever you're shopping. But actually my gifts for people that are like, are not 
I, I, I almost don't think they should be vastly different, like especially for kids. I mean, I've read so many books on like gender theory uh, that talk about how like gifts for children and toys for children are gendered from the youngest possible age with like, you know, you go into somewhere like Toys R Us or whatever toy store is near you. And straight away, you know, you'll have like an aisle with pink stuff and an aisle with blue stuff. And it is just right down the middle. Uh, It's just nuts. Like in my experience, people kind of appreciate the same stuff. I don't know if this is a UK thing, but generally cookies, booze and books uh, are pretty universal. (laughs) I know, right? It It reminds me actually of when I was younger. Um, especially like around Christmas time. I think that was me, the luxury of having a brother because I would often, you know, not my parents' fault, but I would probably get like some kind of um, girly gifts. Then I think they started to to realise who I, you know, that I wasn't always going to be in that slot. And, you know, especially as I sort of, as, as life went on, I, as a kid, was obsessed with my brother's, um, he had like alien and predator figurines, like these toys, and I fucking loved them. And he would have this big like toy box of like, as you would call like quote unquote boys toys, and um and I would play with all the action men. And there was always Star Wars stuff. I fucking love Star Wars. I still do. And I'd always play with that. And so I would ignore my Barbies. Be like fuck those. I'm like I'm playing with this stuff. And I think that's when they started to you know realize well actually she's just as entertained by this fucking alien doll than than she is by a barbie i was kind of into both and and i think that's the problem when it comes to like the gendering of kids and assuming that oh she's a girl therefore she'll like dolls or or he's a boy therefore he wants action men and cars when actually like that's not a thing you know if i hadn't have had my brother and all of his cool stuff i would have probably been well gutted yeah same and like yeah growing up me and my sister would always play with our older brother um and like uh he had one of those um mats that was like roads like a road with like different classic road carpet rug yeah the carpet rug (laughs) thing yeah with like roads at different roundabouts and like you know houses and stuff like that and we would have all the like um Hot Wheels kind of cars. I don't know if they were specifically Hot Wheels brand, but like whatever, just little toy, like matchbox car things, uh, which like we would just spend it like driving them around going, oh, this car's driving over here and this is where the greengrocer lives or whatever, like all these silly stuff. But it's just like playing pretend, completely like imaginative, creative play and completely Um, Mm non-gendered. So, yeah, like I, I, I mean, those were always the best things because it was time with my siblings rather than just you know oh make it make this doll look pretty <laughs> you know yeah and that's it it's, it's what you're into as well like I was I think I was I was super kind of into the Star Wars and space thing anyway and so being able to play with like these Star Trek Star Wars things you know it was really beneficial to me because I mean I'm a nerd <laughs> and I'm a nerd now so clearly you can't just you assume young. every kid <laughs> yeah. yeah every kid is not going to be the same every kid like you know, you can be, you can have a little girl who is obsessed with like dinosaurs, and that could be seen as a particularly like boy trope. And I think we we are coming a, a little way from what it used to be. I, you know, fortunately, I do believe that this whole like um thing, especially with children and gender, is. I'm hoping, obviously, I don't know because I don't have a kid, <laughs> but from what I've sort of seen, hopefully, it's going in the right direction, um, and that you know things are getting a little bit better. But I am aware that like there is still definitely like a lot of issues with with still having that split down the middle. 
yeah definitely i i think you're right though like from from my perspective as like an auntie it, it feels like it's getting better um and you know i mean my my brother and his wife are awesome and you know they they are always encouraging the kids to just get whatever they like and it doesn't matter what other people like or it doesn't matter what each other wants like if the brothers want one thing and a different one wants something else then that's that's fine too um so I think that really kind of nurturing that individuality and and exploration which is is what kids do it's all exploration it's all just creative Mm -hmm. just imaginative play and yeah that that means that girls will play with what is considered boys toys you know and vice versa and it doesn't mean that they're not, it doesn't mean that they're gay. It doesn't mean they're trans. It just means like let kids just be kids and like explore and you don't have to hold them up to this like standard. That's pretty much the advice, well, not, not really advice, but like the, the conclusion that I've got out of every like gender theory book that I've ever read, which is like, just don't force it. Just let them just do what they want to do. They're fine. Like they're genuinely just being kids. <laughs> yeah, I think that per- that actually sums it up perfectly. And I think sort of, touching upon quickly on the fact that um as obviously as adults people that don't necessarily follow any gender or people that you know depending on their sexual orientation christmas is going to be like a very hard time for them because some parents and some people won't be accepting of that and i think that that is something really important maybe people don't always realize yeah Mm -hmm. did you have anything else to add on the kind of like gender side of christmas um the only other thing that I think I would add is that like I think there possibly is still an issue with um the domestic roles um and domestic tasks this time this time of year um because do you you know um Love Actually yeah and uh the storyline with uh Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman Um, of course I do oh my god I know it's the most heartbreaking one but like their dynamic where she's like okay got the gifts for the mothers um right which gift should we give to Emma's little friend uh you know this one or the one that looks like a dominatrix um that like you know mum like Christmas (laughs) mum Christmas mum that's true there's a big thing about the Christmas mum yeah there's a there's a movie uh Bad Mums um and they did a Christmas (laughs) sequel which is like Bad Mums Christmas um and it's this whole idea of like this time of year is for mums to like break their back and sacrifice and make it good and lovely and magical for everybody else and their kids um and the Mila Kunis character is like well shouldn't I get to enjoy Christmas like does that make me a bad mum if I want to enjoy this time of year as well and I don't want to run myself into the ground and burn out from you know doing all of the organizing for everything ever um and I I really like that movie I thought it it like kind of challenged that a stereotype really well because growing up that was very much the dynamic in my house that like my mum would do everything and even like since then I I I guess you know that's something I've kind of taken into my relationship like if I don't organize like cards or gifts or wrap stuff up like it won't get done till Christmas Eve and (laughs) by that point (laughs) it'll be a bit late so um yeah I feel like I don't think that women are inherently more organized or more hands-on or anything I think it's more that like the expectation is there and I don't know I I think I just I was raised by a mum who was like a doer (laughs) she just did stuff Mm. so that it got done and so maybe I've like taken that on because like when I think about it like talking about it like I'm completely aware of like the stereotype of Christmas mum and stuff and like organizing doing everything but I think luckily like I I did grow up in a house that like my dad 
is is a big doer and I feel like they very much shared the burden of it all and they very much kind of like did it together and and I think luckily I kind of I had that environment but I know of it from like my probably like my grandparents and stuff from their kind of era where the woman very much like was the the leader of the household in the sense that like they do all of like the money they do all of like the buying for the grandchildren and everything and all the food but yeah it's definitely still something that's happening and this pressure has been being put on mums and I mean as I said the pressure is on everybody yeah (laughs) very true it shouldn't just be on mums or just be on dads like it should be like a joint endeavor and uh, but yeah, I I will hundred percent recommend Bad Mom's Christmas Special. Like it is a great movie, and it's it a really is, cool thing isn't of, like, it? Breaking it's awesome. that stereotype. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and I do I I will just say like not because I don't want this this to be like oh women have to do everything and men do nothing. Like I do think that things are getting better, and um, definitely this year, like um, me and my partner are going to be like co cooking and co baking, and it is like a completely shared kind of domestic. Um, effort so that um I think is really awesome and and hopefully that will continue where because often like I get a lot of enjoyment from that side of things as well actually things like a baking Christmas cookies for example or like mince pies or something um I love that that's one of the things that makes me feel so excited and so festive and so Christmassy um because I I don't do it very often and so it's kind of special uh and so that's kind of what I mean when I I I guess yeah like we were saying about the traditions and they can be anything that bonds you to somebody or makes you feel like you're kind of celebrating it like a value of like sharing or whatever and it's that it's those little moments um far more than the gift giving so so yeah I think that I think that that does seem to be changing which is really wonderful yeah cool shall we um tiptoe into science section yeah, so science section has two parts to it today. Ooh. Science section, first off, we're going to quickly talk, because there's no science of Christmas. It's not a thing. Like, people, we know that people like to receive gifts. We know it gives them endorphins. <laughs> we know that people are comforted by Christmas. We know this. Like, this is not something that is new to us, and I'm not going to patronise you all by being like, the science of Christmas. Like, it's just Christmas. Um, or slash holidays. But the actual origins of Christmas itself apparently stretch back thousands of years to prehistoric celebrations. But that's all around like the midwinter solstice and stuff, which is kind of around like Stonehenge. And then it goes on to like Roman times. And honestly, when I started researching that, I was like, I'm out because there was too much. I was like, this is insane. So the Christmas that we kind of like obviously know today took shape in the Victorian times. Um, Before this, before like the Victorian times and the Christmas that it is what we know, it was like the whole Solstice thing was a lot more rowdy, um, especially in the Roman times as well. Whatever whatever it was that they were celebrating was a little bit more like crazy. Whereas obviously in like Victorian times, it became like a sort of family focused kind of celebration, um, depending on obviously how rich you were. Um, it was depending on how lavish it all was. But the the people actually that kind of like cemented it were, were Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. Um, and the reason why they kind of cemented it and made these changes to Christmas was because Albert was actually the one that popularised the Christmas tree. He brought it from um, Germany, which is where he was from, in 1840, which like rapidly caught on. Um, and then the whole like decking it in lights and presents became became a thing. And um, and but Victorian children's presents were, were quite different to what they are now. Like they'd receive like nuts, sweets, oranges, and all those kind of things. Um, you know, a, a wealthy kid might be able to get 
like a, a train or something but yeah it was very different and and you were right as well actually about about boxing about boxing day i was looking into to to why we call it boxing day and yeah it was that they would uh the servants and the tradesmen um were given like boxes and, and they were given the day off as well um which was called boxing day so the rich used to box up gifts and give them to the poor i don't know how good these boxes were <laughs> but i i i find that like a nice thing but also a sad thing because the word servants were in it and i'm like a bit like oh so actually that's that sounds like quite a it reminds you of how how that world was at that point but a lot of the things that we know of christmas now um, obviously originated from that time including christmas cards um eating turkey uh, which used to be goose apparently yeah goose and, was uh, a big one in victorian yeah. times wasn't it Christmas pudding as well and Christmas crackers which I don't know if people in America get Christmas crackers actually I don't know if I don't know if crackers are a uniquely like British thing I'm, I can't quite remember I remember hearing that maybe I don't know maybe I'm wrong someone let me know yeah we'll do um, an insta poll or a twitter poll or something <laughs> come and let us know Jeez, Christmas crackers um and obviously we're not going to delve into this because this would be a whole other thing but but the idea of Santa Claus only appeared in the 1870s from the US which it was a very hallmarked thing, if memory serves right. Uh, yes, but yeah, absolutely. We we will ignore that for now. <laughs> that is the history of Christmas as we know it summed up. Let's get on to the exciting part, the fun part, which is some fun science facts about Christmas. <gasps> Yay! Cue um, Shaken Stevens. We're not we're not going to do that again. Don't worry. I'll look for some we're jingle not. bells or something. <laughs> okay. So. Science Christmas facts. Thomas Edison invented Christmas lights in 1880. Before then, they used to use candles to put on their dry, cut-down trees. And would you believe it? It caused a lot of fires. No shit. What? So trees and fire (laughs) don't mix? I know. Dead trees that are dry and putting flammable objects near them? Who would have thought it? Not me. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's that's cool. Um, So also... All Santa's reindeers are female, as male reindeers shed their antlers in winter. Oh, I thought um, female deers didn't get antlers at all. No, they do. They just shed them at a different time. So both sexes basically finish growing their antlers at the same time, but shed them at different times. So males drop their antlers in November, leaving them without antlers until the following spring, while females keep their antlers throughout winter until their calves are born in May. So I'm not quite sure about um, reindeer biology, but that's that's apparently reindeers. So not not obviously not all deer have antlers, but, but reindeer uh, females do have antlers. So Rudolph... Uh, is has been misgendered for centuries. I say she's a woman. She's a female. Sorry, and that makes her sound like I'm humanizing, humanizing her. She's yeah. She's she's female. She's a female reindeer. They're all female. Because in the song Rudolph Red Nosed Reindeer, they, he's it's re- gendered as he. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Then how the reindeer loved him or something. Well, we're gonna yep. have to rewrite the song and think of some new rhymes because yeah, yeah. science. <laughs> <laughs> feminism yeah um, anyway, this is yes. it this is all that feminism has become we are just rewriting christmas carols <laughs> with female gender pronouns but biologic <laughs> biologically it's true like it is it's facts you can't dispute it yeah um whoever created reindeers and created that song was included up on on reindeer biology yeah whoever wrote the song should have found out more about reindeer <laughs> yeah but the other fact about reindeers um they can't fly obviously wait wait but- what I mean, Christmas spoiler for children. Oh, wait, we're putting it in the about me, aren't we? 
Um, so yeah, they, they can't fly, but they can float uh, on water. And that's because their coat traps air like, like ended up like a puffy jacket, um, which I think some, some dogs have where they have the fur that kind of can, it basically traps air. So yeah, that's, that's not that exciting, but have that what you will. Um, do you know why red robins are associated with Christmas? Is it because they only go red that time of year and the rest of the year they're not robin redbreast, they're robin brown bird? Uh, no, apparently not. Mm. So the reason why they're associated with Christmas and are often on Christmas cards and things like that is because postmen in the Victorian era in Britain were nicknamed Robins because of their red-breasted coloured uniforms. So the Robin on the Christmas card came to represent the postman who delivered the Christmas cards. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. Mm. I love that. <laughs> Science Christmas facts. Yay. Right. Um, the, the last fact, which isn't actually that interesting, this, this kind of ties into what I was saying that I wasn't really going to mention, but, um, Christmas cheer is an actual thing. So the joy surrounding Christmas can increase the level of dopamine and serotonin in your brain, um, which basically affects your happiness. So dopamine drives us to seek pleasure and reward, while serotonin is the thought to increase our feelings of worth and belonging. So when people talk about Christmas cheer, um, they actually kind of do kind of mean something if that makes sense so yeah that's amazing so it's a real phenomena really yeah like it does affect the chemicals in your brain but then a lot of things will affect the chemicals in your brain that bring you joy like seeing a cute puppy but obviously if christmas brings people that comfort and affects them that much then technically christmas cheer can be known to be a thing i suppose that's so cool that's really yeah. really interesting i love that but oh, Christmas <laughs> so facts is like they have spread my Christmas cheer. Yay, science! Yay, science! <laughs> um, yeah, that that's it. I said I didn't it, to do a science section on Christmas was was kind of impossible. So that that's what I kind of merged together. I love it. I yeah. I mean, it's it's really interesting, and it's kind of just nice, like contextualizing some of the traditions that we still have today and where they come from. Because I know um, that one of uh, one of the facts that I really like, um, do you know the Shakespeare play Twelfth Night? Yes. Uh, the servants kind of become the masters and they sort of start like manipulating the masters um, into like falling in love so that they can like, you know, have uh, like time off or enjoy themselves or whatever. Um, and the masters kind of, you know, are duped into this and kind of start running around like headless chickens and, you know, working themselves into a, a bit of a tizzy. And um, that comes from the real tradition that on the 12th day of Christmas, which are not the 12 days in the lead up to Christmas, it's the 12 days after Christmas. That's when all the decorations should come down i think it's like 5th of january or something maybe um yeah 5th or 6th of january and yeah on the final night of those 12 days of christmas um the household would uh switch roles um it would be complete role reversal and uh the masters of the house would wait on the servants um so the servants would have like 12th night would be like their day to be the master mm-hmm. uh, and that's like supposedly like yeah comes from a real thing which is really really cool um, that's really interesting and yeah, and just the fact that, like you were saying, um, every almost every culture or every um, like religion or mythology kind of has their own version of this, whether it's Christian, whether it's pagan, whether it's like you said, going back into kind of ancient Rome um, or, or like Saxon um, traditions or uh, other cultures as well, I'm sure it's almost this kind of like poly mythological multicultural like it's like this holiday or a carnation of it almost exists in every 
<laughs> kind of or like a lot of um of kind of like religions and cultures um mm. which is is really interesting and yeah it's it's seen as a christian thing because you know obviously that that is like a dominant narrative that we have here but um but yeah looking back uh going a bit further into the history of it uh it's way more uh, you know every that there's so many other interpretations uh and i really like the kind of the more pagan side of things where you know it would be a huge midwinter feast uh because people would not have loads and loads of food all year round but this would be a, a festival to kind of celebrate and honor um yeah the solstice and the fact that after this the days will get lighter again yeah just the history of that fascinates me and i'm just an absolute sucker for like mythology and stuff it was so interesting this is why i really love the fact that we have science section and creative corner because when you got to the, like the mythology stuff you're like at that point i was like i'm out and I, for me it's like <laughs> at that point i'm like okay rabbit hole i'm going in <laughs> yeah so funny. i think it's one of those things where it's like i look at it and I'm like that's so interesting but i'm like there's no way that i can cover it in this like there's just there's just no way. But I'm I'm glad though that we kind of are able to touch upon then the creative side because then you can also kind of bring it to the forefront as well. Yeah, sure. Well, I kind of can. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> With whatever you've got in store for us, I suppose. Yeah. So for creative corner, um, I do have a fun fact as well, which is like more of a creative fact. Um, you know how Christmas jokes um, are usually really bad. Like for example. Yeah. What do angry mice send to each other at Christmas? Uh, Messages. I don't know. <gasps> That's a great one. Oh, no. Uh, cross mouse <laughs> cards. What? Cross mouse cards. Oh, got you. Yeah. Um, so that that's very much the reaction so apparently um christmas joke writers and actually i did find out that this was a uk tradition and um, to have christmas crackers uh this was a tradition invented by tom smith a 19th century london sweet shop owner um so yeah i don't know if, if how widespread christmas crackers have got but um but yeah christmas cracker joke writers like the jokes are always so bad and that supposedly is on purpose um, because people actually bond over expecting a really bad pun and going, really uh, rather than actually laughing riotously. Um, although that can happen depending on how much Bucks Fizz you've had. <laughs> that feels, that, that does feel like quite a um, British thing though, doesn't it really? Yeah. Like to get the crackers, to open it and be like, oh, here's a shit joke. Let's all laugh at how bad it is. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I don't know. Like just to, to have a kind of like, this is like the sarcasm, isn't it? Maybe. I don't know. Just a bit of a sarky shit joke. Yeah, exactly. It's make us drink more <laughs> to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> Give me the wine. Um, but yeah, otherwise, like creatively at Christmas, um, it is a really fun time of year and there's a lot that you can do creatively um for me like i'm not massively artistic when it comes to like visual art so uh, i always get really jealous when i chat to people who like can knit things for their families because i feel like that's something really sustainable and really personal that i would love to be able to do um and christmas is definitely a time to like be really really creative but it's really difficult like being a writer to do that because all i can really do is just write like something christmassy or like a christmas story involving the person or, or something like that um and then that takes loads and loads of time and they're kind of not going to look at it ever again or until next christmas so kind of i don't know how much value that would really give anybody um 
but for me um creatively this time of year i get really into baking um so yeah baking christmas cookies mince pies um yes, truffles chocolates that kind of thing um I love baking oh yes me too um and i think that again that's a really nice personal way of showing that you care about somebody and showing that you appreciate them and yet ingredients are a lot cheaper than you know whatever buying someone a new like jumper or i don't know um pair of pajamas or whatever people get at Christmas or like anything um and it's a small thing but it's just really thoughtful um and can be really unexpected um so yeah I, I think like creatively that's kind of all I can really come up with this time of year <laughs> um, but I don't know or unless you fancy leaving off with like a festive poem because this is going to come out two days before Christmas and um the poem the night before Christmas is in the public domain. So we can always like do a little fun, like poem story time for the, for the folks at home. <laughs> do it. Right. Story time, kids, grab your hot chocolate, get all cozy. Um, and if you're listening to this, like on the day it comes out, just imagine it's the next day, the 24th. <laughs> it was the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was staring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads, and Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below, when what to my wandering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver, so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the courses they flew, with the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pouring of each little hoof. As I drew in my hand and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot, a bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes how they twinkled, his dimples how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry, his droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him, in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk, and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney, he rose." He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. 
but I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all and to all a good night. Aww. So I think, yeah, we, we can summarise maybe now everything the ep- in the episode that we were discussing. And I think like some of like the main takeaways from the episode, I think should just be that Christmas is a weird time this year and whatever brings you joy, whether that's celebrating Christmas or not celebrating Christmas or celebrating any other holiday that you do or don't, do whatever you want. Whatever tradition you want to take up or get rid of, just do it. Just whatever brings you joy. If if your tradition is just getting pretty drunk, drink responsibly, but fucking do it. Like, just do whatever you want. Enjoy Christmas or whatever holidays as you see fit. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm just trying to spread some Christmas cheer by saying... You do you. Yeah, same. I I can only echo that 100%. um, Traditions do not have to mean uh, whatever people presume them to mean. Um, And whether or not you're religious, whether or not you celebrate Christmas or, you know, any other holidays or any other times of year, uh, just it's just for me about taking the time to cherish what you do have um, and, you know, show love to the people who you care about in your life. uh, Because, you know, to be all corny and sappy like that is for me what this what this time of year is is time to do that's what this time of year reminds us to do Um, and I think that you know that message is universal regardless of what you believe what you celebrate what culture you come from but just cherishing what you have being grateful and showing people that you love them um, that's all that that matters and this year more so than any other year as long as you're safe (laughs) just please stay safe out there everybody Um, even if you have to just video chat your family and friends even if it's just a phone call that you're able to do on Christmas even if so going back to our last episode you just have a dog and you're just spending Christmas with your dog but you know you have some family that you can you can zoom or whatever like that's still nice and that's still going to bring you joy and that's the main thing is just being safe and uh, and just trying to have a nice sort of peaceful um okay day I think is is the most that we we can all we can all wish for yeah so. 100% absolutely um and yeah uh, just merry christmas or happy holidays or you know it, it just whatever well wishes that we can send from us to you um we appreciate all of you and thank you for like being just the best loveliest listeners um uh, yeah that's that's the other thing that that I would just say is is yeah a massive kind of yeah best wishes to every single person out there who's listening to this (laughs) i'd also like to bring us right back round to where we started at the beginning of the episode right back round to the beginning go on (laughs) but no seriously um happy holidays uh we hope that you have a lovely time um and uh, if you do, if you do want to send us an email, whether that be on Christmas or not, if you just feel like chatting to us about your Christmas and how you feel about Christmas, you can email us at notforgirls at gmail.com. Notforgirlspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> we swapped again, didn't we? I'm never going to get it right. Because I, I, I was quickly looking for the email uh, on my laptop as I was like just saying it. And I was trying to be like, not for girls. And then I'm just as I 
finished speaking, I clicked on it and saw that it said not for girls podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm never going to get it right. So please continue the socials for me. No problem. Um, we are also at not for girls pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you would like to tweet us or um, show us your lovely pictures of whatever you're getting up to this time of year, whether it's festive or otherwise, um, you can always uh, catch up with us there. You can also rate, review and subscribe. That'd be lovely if you give us a lovely review on either Podchaser or Apple Podcasts for Christmas. Consider it a Christmas present from you to us. Yes, we are giving you the gift of content. You can give us the gift of just a few little stars and it will really, really help boost us up there. So thank you so much. Or even just, even just not even a review, just give us a little star We'd love you forever, but no pressure if you don't want to. Yeah, absolutely. We'll still love you either way. Yeah, you'll all be our stars anyway. (laughs) You're all stars. Exactly. (laughs) You get a star. No, you get a star. (laughs) Sorry, I'm going off on one now. Clearly, the Christmas cheer has gone to my head. It's really infectious, and I've gone all giddy. So, (laughs) (laughs) haven't even busted open the Baileys yet. But yeah, thank you so much, everybody. Um, Yeah, do take care and we will see you in the the new year, I guess. We'll see you in 2021. Take it easy, everyone. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye for now. Bye.